0: What does the state treasurer do? In Illinois, the role might not be what you think. We talk with Illinois Treasurer Michael Frerichs on this edition of Capital Cast. <music> treasurer Frerichs was first elected to office in 2014 as a champagne Democrat, defeating Republican Tom Cross by a close margin. Prior to that, he served eight years in the Illinois Senate representing the Champaign area. He's since been elected to a second term by a wider margin, which makes him somewhat unique for Illinois standards as he joins Republican Judy Barta-Pinka as the only treasurer to serve more than four years since the mid-1970s. Before Frericks, was Republican treasurer Dan Rutherford. He served one term before running for governor. And before Rutherford was Democrat Alexei Janoulias. He served one term before running for U.S. Senate. We talked to Frerichs about his role as the state's chief investment officer and how he has worked with the General Assembly to refine that role, a few other programs his office oversees, and whether he plans to seek another term in 2022. One important distinction to make before I play the conversation is the difference between the state's roughly $42 billion general revenue fund and the hundreds of other state funds which produce most of the capital that the treasurer invests. Frerichs explains in the interview, but as a primer, the budget negotiations we cover each year are largely centered on the General Revenue Fund. It goes to things like schools, pensions, and state agencies, and it's the money that lawmakers have the most discretion to spend. But there are many other funds the state oversees, as the Treasurer will explain. With that, here's my conversation with Treasurer Ferricks So, well, thanks for being here with us, Mr. Treasurer. Um, so I just wanted to kind of discuss with you maybe what the role of the Illinois treasurer's office is, what your constitutional duty is. It might be a little bit different than what people think when they think treasurer.
1: Jerry, that's a great question. Uh, I get asked all the time or people make assumptions all the time. Everyone has been part of some organization in their life that's had a treasurer and everyone knows the treasurer deals with money but there are different responsibilities. Uh, It might be easier to tell people what it is I don't do. Uh, during the budget impasse, I was frequently shouted at and said, pass a budget. And I said, I'd love to pass a budget. Unfortunately, that's not my job. That's the job of the General Assembly and the governor. Uh, vendors would say, when am I going to get paid? And I would say, I don't know. That's the job of the comptroller. In Illinois, the tr- state treasurer is the chief investment and banking officer for the state of Illinois. Uh, I'm in charge of investing the state's in uh, money. And that's right now is somewhere around $17 billion dollars. We also help local units of government and smaller units of government invest in a pooled fund, and that's about $7 billion right now. And then we also help families save for themselves, whether that be for college expenses or for their retirement, through a few different programs. And we oversee about $15 billion there. In addition to the investing and the helping people save for themselves, we're in charge of financial education for the state. And something that I think is probably best known for the office is unclaimed property, or what we call iCash. This is money that we fight to get back into the hands of Illinois residents. This is money that's currently been sitting with banks, financial institutions, companies, corporations, but that does not belong to them. It could be something uh, as simple as a rebate or a refund that was owed. Uh, It might be a forgotten bank account. Maybe there was something left in a safe deposit box, or maybe you were the recipient of an unclaimed life insurance policy. We fight to get that money back into the hands of Illinois residents. And to date, we've returned over a billion dollars. So in short, what does the state treasury office do? We make money, we help you make money, and we return money. It's a great job.
0: On that note, I, I got a check um, that, uh, I think I forgot to cash for mileage reimbursement from a former employer that I found on your database. So, so that worked for me. And how do you, uh, what's the uh, website for that?
1: Uh, well, information on all these programs can be found at Gov, or you can click or type in iCash backslash Gov to go right to our database. We'll talk, there's a lot of different programs that can be helpful or put people on a pathway to success, help them to invest in themselves, uh, we encourage them to go to IllinoisTreasurer.gov.
0: Okay, so uh, recently you surpassed 1 billion in investment earnings um, for the treasurer's office. Uh, How is how how you invest governed by state law, uh, the constitution, whatever else? Uh, What are the parameters and where you put the state's money?
1: Another great question. Um, I am the state's chief investment officer, but the General Assembly sets the ground rules of where I can invest. They tell me where I'm allowed and where I'm prohibited from making investments. So in general, the General Assembly does not like risk. They don't want me investing in the stock market. They don't want me investing in gold or baseball cards. They want things that carry little risk and also maintain liquidity. Now, I'm also tasked with earning good returns for the state. But those three charges are often in conflict with each other. You know, really, the safest way to make sure you don't take any risk is to hide your money under a mattress, but then you don't earn any interest off of that. Um, a good way to maximize returns is to invest for a longer term. But if you tie up all your money in uh, three-year vehicles, then uh, you sacrifice liquidity. So it's a constant balance in our office. But we have gone to General Assembly since coming into office and asked for their approval to change some of those limitations. We found investment vehicles that we think also to our aren't very risky, but could earn a higher interest rate than we could uh, in other investment vehicles. And so, you know, I take this part of my job very seriously, earning as, as much money for the state as possible. Because we know that every dollar we can earn in interest is a dollar that we don't have to raise in taxes, or a dollar that the General Assembly doesn't have to make in cuts to things like our schools, our universities, our roads or bridges. Uh, so although the state treasurer can't solve all the budget problems, if we do our job right, we can help make the job of the General Assembly a little bit easier.
0: Okay, and one of those changes um, you had said was sort of allowing for investment in high, high-rated high corporate bonds, is that correct?
1: That's, That's correct. We've gone to the General Assembly a couple of times. We think that being able to invest in highly rated corporate bonds, especially well-known companies, Illinois companies like John Deere and Caterpillar, uh, they will pay a higher interest rate than Treasury notes do, but they're still solid investments. And we help provide capital to large Illinois companies and make sure that they're able to make payroll to grow and expand. Then that's good for our state as well. But one of the other things we did is we, I came in and saw that we had cash sitting around in overnight accounts. And so the reason was we would maintain liquidity in case the comptroller wanted to pay a big bill. Well, by working closer with the comptroller and the governor's office to figure out when they were going to need this money, we've been able to lengthen our weighted average maturity. Basically, means the amount of time you're invested for Everyone knows uh, if you go to a bank and put money in a CD that if you invest it for one month, you'll get a lower interest rate than if you invested for a year. Uh, The longer you're able to tie that money up, the higher interest rate you can generally earn. And by working more closely with the Comptroller and the Governor, we've been able to keep less cash in overnight accounts and to put them in more in week or month or year-long investments.
0: Okay, so speaking of that, um, maybe people don't won't know uh, to what extent of the funds you are investing come from the general revenue fund or is it mostly other state funds that are specifically earmarked for other things?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna guess that most of your listeners out there don't really understand how all this money is allocated. Uh, they think that the state has a big piggy bank, but in, in effect, it's like we have over 700 different checking accounts. And those different accounts, are used for specific purposes. So they often are confused when they hear the state has billions of dollars in unpaid bills, and yet I'm investing about 15 to 17 billion dollars. Most of that money grows in other accounts outside of the general revenue fund. Most of our unpaid bills are bills being paid out of the general revenue fund. There's a backlog there. But our road fund is a fund that has a large fund balance because generally, you, uh, you don't build roads uh, one foot at a time. You have to accumulate some, some money in those accounts. Generally, we don't build roads in the wintertime. We're accumulating money in those accounts uh, over the winter. Uh, we're now getting into that season where we're going to start paying it out. But over the winter, we can invest that money for a longer period and make even more money for the road fund. But there are over 700 different accounts, things like accounts for open space land acquisition, Uh, for leaky underground storage tank remediation. There are a lot of different things out there. And rather than have it just sit there earning no money for the state, my job is to invest it, uh, to invest it wisely, so that we can have even more money for our important infrastructure, for our important programs here in the state.
0: And those other funds aren't ones that could be used to, say, pay towards pensions. They must be used for the purpose uh, of which they're uh, sort of statutorily Created.
1: Now, that is correct. Uh, Many of these funds have specific purposes. They can't be used to pay health insurance bills or to pay our schools, uh, unless the General Assembly passes legislation to sweep those funds or to borrow from them. But I was in office during the great budget impasse, over a year and a half without the General Assembly passing a budget. uh, We saw our backlog of bills rise considerably and in many cases, we we're paying 9 or 12% interest on those overdue bills. I don't know about you, but I would love to be able to find a guaranteed 12% interest rate for my investments. It's just not out there today. So I inquired the General Assembly, how about you let us um, invest in those bills? There are companies, there are private in- individuals out there who were uh, creating programs to help pay those vendors so they could then earn that 9 or 12% interest. I thought that was something we should be doing. State statute didn't allow me to do that. Uh, but we worked with the General Assembly and created a new program that allows us to invest money from those other funds in our backlog of unpaid bills. Now, those bills we were paying 9% or 12% interest on. The legislation decreased that interest rate to about 3.5%. Uh, reduce it dramatically, saving the state a lot of money. But still, when we take money from those other funds to pay down those bills, we then will earn 3.5%, which is far in excess of what we could get investing in Treasury notes. So we've been able to increase our interest income into those funds and have the state of Illinois save on interest expenses. This is an example of thinking create, creatively um, to help the state's bottom line.
0: So when looking back at other treasurers for this interview, I was sort of struck by the number who had served one term. So to what extent has your, having uh, earned a second term, allowed you to maybe expand some of the work with lawmakers and such uh, that that we've been discussing?
1: Well, I I think uh, maybe some of my predecessors viewed this office as a stepping stone. Uh, And uh, after they got elected, they might have uh, immediately started looking towards that next office. This is the office I ran for. It's the office I like. Uh, The longer I stayed in, the more I enjoy and appreciate what we can do. The office I hold today is not the office I ran for. We've come in and we have changed this office in a way to help more people in our state. People say, well, you mean it's not the office you ran for? I tell them, when I ran for this office, we didn't have a savings program to help people plan for their retirement, to make it easier for them to save their own money. We didn't have a savings program for people with disabilities, allowing parents to pass on more to their kids and give them a greater quality of life if they had a disability. Um, We've just made a lot of changes in this office to help people help themselves, help them invest in themselves. And so I think because we're able to change the nature of this office to help more people It's remained fun for me, and that's why uh, I decided I needed more time here in this office and ran for a second term. Uh, Fortunately, the voters of the state gave me that opportunity, and hopefully they're happy with what they're giving.
0: Have you announced if you're running for a third term yet? I I have not announced that. There will
1: come a time. It's a little early right now. Uh, I've got a lot of work that uh, I'm doing in this office. There's a lot more, though, that we still want to do, um, and uh, we may need a little more time for that.
0: OK, there you go. Um, so then uh, you had uh, mentioned uh, allowing Illinois to save for retirement and you're discussing the Illinois Secure Choice Program, uh, if I understand correctly. Correct. And what does that program do?
1: Uh, so the Illinois Secure Choice Retirement Program makes it easier for people to save their own money for their retirement. Everyone knows that they need to save money for their retirement. But if you look at our country, we've got a retirement crisis here. About half of Americans have not saved anything significant for their retirement. It's like 40% of Americans couldn't afford a $1,000 emergency. They don't have that kind of money set aside. And when you dig into this, what you see is the people who are saving for their retirement have something in common, and those who aren't also do. What they have in common is is, uh, those who are saving have access to workplace payroll deduction. Studies have shown that if someone has a workplace savings option, they are 15 times more likely to be saving for retirement than someone who doesn't. I mean, it just makes it, it's easy. If you show up to work, you do your job, you get paid, and a certain percentage is taken out for your pension or for your 401k. If you don't have to do anything, people just let the system work. And they accumulate and grow their assets over time. People who don't have that option at work know that they could go out and set up a, a, a IRA and they could write checks to it, but they find excuses to put it off until tomorrow. You know, um, people around uh, around the holidays say, "I know I need to save for my retirement, but I want to make sure that my kids have uh, enjoy their holidays." And then they hit the new year and they have a New Year's resolution to start saving for their retirement, but they've got to pay off some credit card bills. And then they're thinking, well, I might want to take a nice spring break trip. And there's always something that they spend money on that is more attractive than putting money away for their retirement. And so Illinois Secure Choice is legislation that was passed in 2014, signed into law in early 2015, right before I took office, that says if you're an employer in the state of Illinois with 25 or more employees that's been doing business for longer than two years and you don't offer a workplace option, a 401k or a pension, then you have to enroll your employees in Secure Choice. Now, it doesn't cost the employer anything. All they have to do is when they send their uh, payroll taxes to the state, they also send an, another portion that will then go into someone's individual Roth IRA. They have the ability to manage that money, to invest it. We help them with that. But they also have the ability to opt out. If they feel they need that money today, they don't have to contribute. Uh, But we're helping now tens of thousands of more people in the state see for retirement than weren't before. There are millions and millions of dollars being saved that wasn't there before. And this is going to solve our state's budget problems today, but it's going to help make our population stronger in the future. Um, If more people are able to retire comfortably and maintain their standard of living, that's good for our economy. Uh, If people aren't forced to go on the uh, state safety net, That's going to help our budget in the future as well.
0: Okay. So then the important thing to note on that one, I think people hear, you know, the state getting involved in my retirement, but it's really uh, not money that the state can touch in any way. It's in a personal account, correct?
1: Not, Not at all. And that was one of our biggest problems. They've looked at the state's pension underfunding status and said, why would I trust the state to manage my retirement? The fact is you're not trusting the state to manage your retirement. You're managing your own money. You can decide how it's invested. You can decide when to take it out or not. Those funds can't be swept. Although we facilitate this, we don't manage it in the treasurer's office. We went out for an RFP. The only Secure Choice Board shows a private sector vendor. And so this really is a private sector solution, but government is helping to facilitate and making it easier for people to save their own money. And I can tell you, we've talked to lots of people who are excited by this, people who thought that they they couldn't think of themselves as savers. They thought of themselves always being in the red. They can now see that their finances are in the black. uh, It's just made a lot of people happier employees.
0: Well, Mr. Treasurer, thank you for your time. Uh, I think you've helped our listeners understand a little bit more about your office and how state finances work. So I appreciate it.
1: Jerry, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I'll look forward to seeing you around the Capitol when it's safe to do that again.
0: That was Illinois Treasurer Michael Freriks on our latest edition of Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois, a Statehouse Reporting Project of the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Thank you for listening, and check out more at capitalnewsillinois.com.